This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 209, Two Ways of Viewing the World, by David Kane of Raptitude.com. Get ready to maximize your potential with Optimal Living Daily, the podcast that brings you the best in personal development and productivity every day of the week. Your optimal life awaits. Now here's your host, Justin Mollick. Hey, 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 welcome to Optimal Living Daily, the podcast or blogcast where I simply read to you from the best content I can find to help you optimize your life. And I'm Justin Mollick. I'm back with a post from David Kane of Raptitude. But before we get into it, have you subscribed to the show yet? If not, please do. You can subscribe in the podcast app on an iPhone or through Stitcher on both iPhone or Android or Google Play Music. Most podcast players have this show. And once you're subscribed, you'll get the new episodes automatically and you'll help the rankings of this show. Just hit the subscribe button in the podcast app of your choice and you're good to go. And with that, let's start optimizing your life. Two Ways of Viewing the World by David Kane of raptitude.com. There are two utterly different ways to view the world around you in any given moment. We can call them inward and outward. An inward orientation is noticing as much as you can of the moment. It means being receptive to what's there, being interested in what's there. Inwardness means you're primarily observing, bringing the world into you. An outward orientation is applying your views and wishes to the moment by adding your opinion to it or trying to change something about it or evaluating whether it's probably good for you or bad for you. It means you're seeing the world, or at least this instance of it, in terms of your interests, where it fits in your story. Outwardness means you're primarily assessing and commentating, putting your interests out into the world. Talking is an example of outwardness. Listening is an example of inwardness. Watching inwardly is simply observing. Watching outwardly is hoping. Viewing the world outwardly will inevitably add anxiousness to our lives because it keeps us looking to judge, modify, improve, comment on, approve of, or disapprove of what we see. This creates a background of neediness to most moments because we're invested in seeing them change in a certain way or stay the same in a certain way. Viewing the world inwardly is simply doing your best to see what's there before we make any judgments, to simply observe how it looks, feels, and sounds. All you're applying to the moment is attention. Neither is a strictly good or bad thing, and we need to employ both to some extent. An inward orientation has the virtue of reducing neediness and angst because we're refraining from making value judgments when not necessary. We need to adopt an outward orientation, however, to establish goals, make improvements, build a vision for our lives, or even just to assert things or ask for things. But we do those outward things ultimately so that we have an easier time living inwardly later. Some unconscious part of us knows that the real happiness and equanimity only come when we find ourselves completely inward towards the moment, completely receptive to how it is right now. Our brains know on some level that with certain goals achieved and certain arrangements made, it will be easier to do that. It's not unusual to work 50 straight weeks in an outward mode to be able to buy two weeks in a place that almost forces one to experience that time inwardly, a place with palm trees, pools, servants, drinks, or anything else that's hard to find fault with or improve upon. It's certainly easier to be inward towards a good setup. Isn't that why we take on goals or try to improve our surroundings in the first place? so that eventually we can more easily be with the moment as it is? But our culture is almost entirely preoccupied with nurturing an outward orientation. Career life, school, and government policy is almost entirely a matter of getting further along. 
And consequently, many of us have little practice actively being here for what's already here, which was the forgotten point of our incessant improvement all along. Because of our cultural influences, and probably biological ones too, we tend to slip into an outward orientation unless we're trying to live inwardly on purpose. People who cultivate an inward orientation on purpose are still relegated to the quote-unquote alternative fringes for the most part. Only a minority of people I know seem to have any interest in mindfulness and meditation, which are really just ways of practicing inwardness so that we can stay receptive in ordinary moments, which probably don't contain hot tubs or ice cream or cocktails or anything else that's exceptionally agreeable. Anyone can become inward when there's a beautiful sunset or a concert happening in front of them, but can you do it in line at the post office? Can you do it on a Tuesday at 5.50 when you've just burned some rice? Life is much easier and more fun if you can. A simple way to go inward for a moment is to pretend you just died and experience the moment as if you can see every aspect of it, but you're not there. This is a very revealing exercise. Whenever you do it, it becomes clear that there isn't anything wrong with the moment at all, unless you're there to demand something of it. Then your life becomes about that until something else captures your attention. There's a saying that goes, when a pickpocket meets a saint, all he sees are pockets. Every time we send something out the door, nothing's coming in. Clearly, an inward orientation makes for a better default and outwardness a better exception. Outwardness when we need to impose ourselves on the world and inwardness the other 99% of the time. Conducting yourself with an inward orientation takes practice for those of us whose culture seems to encourage only outwardness, where we're always imposing instead of observing, doing instead of being. We can begin to recondition ourselves and our species the other way by deciding to be inward towards the present moment on a more regular basis. When you start paying attention to your orientation, inward and outward becomes as easy to tell apart as hot and cold. But at first, you might need a litmus test. Am I taking in the moment as it is, or am I imposing my needs and interests on it? When you don't know what to do, just take the moment in and leave it at that. Be hollow for it, whatever it is. You just listened to the post titled Two Ways of Viewing the World by David Kane of raptitude.com. One of the best things you can do for your kids is to teach them how to manage money. And this should be started when they're little. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode, Go Henry by Acorns, the smart debit card and learning app for kids six to 18. Go Henry helps kids learn about all things money, earning, spending, saving, budgeting, and so much more. You can even track their chores and pay their allowance right in the GoHenry app. And with their GoHenry debit card, they can put their skills to use in the real world. Plus, parents can set spend limits and get real-time notifications whenever their kids use their cards. I seriously wish I had this as a kid. I had to learn about money the hard way as an adult. If my parents had set me up with GoHenry as a kid, learning to adult would have been so much easier. Set your kids up for success and get started today at gohenry.com slash old. Terms and conditions apply. Renews from $4.99 per month, unless canceled. I have to say that was probably one of my harder reads. I had to read it a couple of times to really take it in. So if you have to listen again, totally understand and recommend it actually, because there's a lot of good nuggets in there. And one last quick reminder to please subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. It's a huge help. I think I'll leave it at that. Tomorrow's already Friday. So hang in there, have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you in tomorrow's show where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. 
Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.